Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. And we get the back view of him. And I mean, it's just a mega. 52 yards is a long shot. Uh, Magnum P.I. is what yeah. we named him. No idea. Just a magnet. Yeah, just a magnet. Come on, Cam Ashi. We, we said probably 150, mid 150. Yeah. Same Doe from the morning come out with that nine pointer. Here, here steps out this 90 inch eight pointer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Ah. I'm like, okay, well, there's still a buck back there, grunting. Yeah. And then I'll step like another 90 inch eight yeah. pointer. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'm like, deer, right there. Yeah, like and he's 30 already yards. 30 yards. Yeah. He he was literally five yards from the base of the tree. Could have been had a buck down at 140 in the afternoon back there deep on public. Three does come out pretty early. It was like 245, 24 yards shot, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked. We always get so jacked up when the other person kills. It's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. And when you killed that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. And we come down here to Missouri. My ass called me one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops for sure. Super special to me. Whitetail Legacy Podcast, bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. You're listening to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast coming in your ear holes on this Wednesday. Hope it's a rocking day for you because we got a banger episodes coming at you. We got 
Joe Miles on. Um, this guy has an epic wall. Um, 30, I don't even know how many deer on that. Too many to count. I know he's killed 30-plus deer, multiple states, 30 big deer. You know what I yeah. mean? And uh guy's been doing it a long time, 48 years old, and uh, just super awesome guy. I'd like to hang out with him. Sounds like we might get the chance, hopefully, if COVID don't shut ATA down. I'd like <laughs> to have a couple beers with this guy and hang out. But uh ton get, of fun. Yeah, we get into a lot of stuff here. Um, we talk about his new YouTube coming out. We get into some awesome tactics. A lot of just solid whitetail-based tactics in here and what what you should be doing to, to try to get it done every year. All right, let's get into the people that make this possible, and we'll get into the show. We'll start out with the VIP. Um, I was shooting combats yesterday. Real solid, man. I don't even know if I'm going to shoot them anymore. Every time I shoot them, they're solid yeah yeah i shot two yesterday back to back and i you know was aiming different white circles and i was in both of them i'm like man do you even need to and you were shooting 40 or 50 40 yeah i was shooting 40 yeah i tried to shoot 40 all night and then i shot the last three at 48 oh yeah i was shooting 30 because i was like who the hell shoots 48 yeah well i mean if it's what you got it's what you got just what i what the bag was there and that's where my table was to set my arrows down oh, on. Right so on. you know i was like ah 48 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honest but, uh, honest 48, yeah, honest 48. Yeah, i like that I like um, that. but yeah i was i was like man i don't even need to shoot these anymore they're just shooting so good you had the vip shout out yeah this week's shout out uh it's gonna be a little different um this week i'm gonna shout out benjamin fulford uh he's a part of the bow hunting league and we just had a uh one shot madness shoot in for a 64 person tournament uh it's kind of set up like the one shot yard league um benjamin just found out he's gonna be leaving for he's gonna be leaving early a month and a half for a multi-month cruise with uncle sam uh, so he's not going to be able to compete, and uh, he wanted to give his spot in the shoot-in to somebody else. Uh, he said he just wanted to know where he fell into the ranking so far, but uh, good luck to everyone on the boots and in the woods this season. So, um, Ben, I know you're listening, so I'd like to you know, maybe take the forefront on getting something set up for this guy when he comes back from his tour and uh, you know, uh, maybe a subsidized package or something like that because um, – that's pretty noble, you know. Give your spot up for somebody, and you're just going out to do your job. So, Benjamin, um, we pray for your safety and hope all is well, and uh, we hope to see you come back and be able to get back into probably the one-shot madness next year because I can tell you right now you're better shot than I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into ECW calls. All your custom calls need. The uh, Archer Range in Roseville, Illinois, for anyone local, is looking awesome. Almost done. Um, he's doing a really nice job out there. Yeah. Um, and if you want to pick up any of these calls, we don't mention a lot. They're in Gander Outdoors and Shields, so you guys can pick those up if you're looking for uh, looking for an ECW call. Um, Exodus, um, do you have the trail tip of the week, or I got I got some? What? Yeah, which, which yeah. You got I, it. I'll rip this one. Okay. Uh, this was actually an experience I learned today. Um, so Exodus offers a Python cable lock for their cams um, on their website, ExodusOutdoorGear.com. And um, I ran into a situation today where the tree was too big for the double wraparound and to get into the lock. So I was like, oh, you know, it's not a devastating thing, but um, it's not the best. But I found out if you position, you're able to position that lock close to the camera, you're able to lock that cable and still be able to run it through. You're just not going to be able to get it all the way around. Uh, It's still basically a double run through. 
Okay. As long as you get it close get enough it close and lock it. Yeah. So they won't be able to, you know, feed it back through. So that was one thing that I learned today that uh, I haven't really heard. Nice. Homie was out sweating it out, getting some cams on public. So we got all the Exodus out now. Yeah. They're all soaking. Um, we know they're going to do solid. Hopefully have some giants on <laughs> we can move in and kill in October. Hopefully. All right. Next level. Do you got next level? Yeah. Uh, next level. Uh, we're just going to kind of be shouting out some dealers that they have for you guys to know um, some people maybe in your area that you can get some product from. Um, I know they are hurting for somebody in Ohio. Somebody from Ohio needs to step up and become a dealer. But um, if you're not, uh, we have the dealer this week is going to be John Workman. He's located in Ashland, Kentucky, uh, the northeast part of the state. He's a veteran hunter and a professional food plot maintenance technician. Uh, you can reach his number at 606-923-1687. And uh, John will get you hooked up. Or if you know um, Kyle Gross, uh, they're kind of running that together out of that area. So um, they will get you hooked up with all your next level needs. And if you guys are just looking for more information on Next Level, you'll be able to find that at nextleveldeer.com. All right, Ingram's Outdoor Accession, all your taxidermy needs. A lot of bucks rolling out of there lately. Been a busy man. This heat going, I bet you he's got that air conditioner cranking <laughs> out in the shop. So all my local guys, you're looking for a new taxidermist. Um, he's solid. Got a lot of good bucks coming out of there. Great price. Great dude. Great friend. All right, let's get in the show. All right, we got Joe Miles on the line. Uh, got huge respect for this guy. This guy's wall is insane. He's been hunting <laughs> for a long time. Uh, a lot of giant bucks from multiple states. Uh, it's an honor to have you on here, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate y'all having me. Great podcast y'all got, by the way. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Well, we put we put a, quite a bit of work into it. Doesn't seem like because we're so <laughs> loose on here, but we're dads and uh, uh, full time railroad workers. So scheduling this thing is uh, is is pretty hard. So I appreciate you working with us on the scheduling and getting you on here. No, for sure. Absolutely. I, I love to talk deer as much as y'all do. So uh, any chance uh, we, we get to do that, we, we can make it happen. All right. So for the few people that are listening that don't know who you are, <laughs> uh, go ahead and let them know a little bit about you. Yeah, man. Well, I'm uh, obviously Joe Miles. I uh, live in South Carolina. Um, had a had a pretty hardcore dad that, that loved a whitetail hunt. And basically, when I was 12 years old, he handed me a 243 and said, good luck um go figure it out and and that's kind of what i did in south carolina and then when i got older I, I just fell in love with it with with whitetail hunting and when i got to be 15 i kind of hung the hung the rifle up got a bow and started bow hunting and just made every possible mistake you can make and and just I, i've always been real serious about it even when i was little i would keep a journal and stuff um about deer and it's just always been a huge part of my life and and just absolutely love it and and then as i got older you know able to travel and and then you know get into some other things and, and got invited to be part of a couple tv shows and then ended up going in partnership with a guy on a tv show and 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 grew the business and and you know it's, it's just been a lot of fun and anytime you can you can make your your i guess your your passion your vocation it's it's not a bad deal that, I think that's something that's super cool is that even at a young age, you kept a journal and 
even now, me being 30, like I talk about, I've talked about it the last two years. I want to keep a hunt journal, you know, like what the moon phase is, the temperature, the wind direction, the speed, what I saw, where I sat, you know, just so I can look back and, you know, Cody and I have even talked in 20 years, we're going to read that thing and be like, we had some baller seasons, you know, but, um, you know, I find that very cool that even at a young age and just new to hunting that you were still able to do that and, and keep up with it. Yeah, I just, you know, and, and being able to pull on that history, you know, this is kind of new, but it's been going on forever. You know, you, 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 you kill a big deer in an area or you see one or he shows up on cameras that you may have left out or something like that. And you've got a journal of what was going on then, you know, the next year or the year after, if you get those same type conditions or whatever, another deer or that same deer could show up again around that same time. So I know it's it's kind of over the top, but uh, for guys like y'all and and me and and, and like minded guys, we we're trying to take our game to the to the next level and and just get better as hunters. And those little things like that can really really improve your success. Yeah, anything to have a little notch on your side of luck is is good. So if you got you know the intel of why it was there, the weather, um, it might not mean anything, but it might be. Like uh, when uh, when I killed trees, only there on a southeast wind, and then I killed them on a south wind. So just goes to yeah. show you, he only, only time I ever had him on camera, south wind, killed him on a south wind. Only time he'd go through the property. So those small details from two, three years past all tie together to tell a big, big picture. Yeah, that that's it. Those little micro details bring the whole picture into play, No, no doubt. All right, well, let's get into why uh, why we had you on. Um, you're starting a new YouTube, which I'm going to follow pretty hardcore. I really like the idea of it, um, and it's Joe Miles Hunting YouTube, at Joe Miles. Um, go ahead and dig into that and why you're doing it, and uh, let the listeners know, because I know our following base is really going to like that. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm 45 now, and, and I've been hunting whitetail with a bow for, for you know, over 30 years and have, have had some success and, and, you know, have made every possible mistake that you can make. And I, I won't mention any names here, but, but when I was 17, 18 years old, I, I bought all these back then. Y'all have to excuse me. Y'all are younger than me. The, the VHS tapes <laughs> <laughs> of, of one particular guy. And, and, um, you know, I, I watched every single one of them and, I went out and I did everything he did and I didn't kill anything. And I thought I was the worst hunter in the world and come to find out he's hunting in a 70 acre pen. Um, and, 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 and he's using sponsor sponsor gear that, that he's getting paid to use. And I didn't put those dots together. And after getting into the TV industry, I, and I'm not bashing the TV industry, just for me, for guys that are, are young or, or really wanting to get better, there's some flawed stuff there. And I just thought it was, was time to, to do a, a no BS. This is what works. This is what we're testing. Not sponsored, not paid. Um, you know, I, I want to get better. I mean, on, on the trail camera test this year, I really didn't know, right? I had no idea what the best one was. And if I had had to bet before I did it, I would have said Reconyx was the best. That's all I've heard my whole life. Reconyx, Reconyx, Reconyx. Yeah. And I'm kidding you, the Browning, the little $170 Browning outperformed the Reconyx in almost every category. 
and and I mean you can run two two of those for one reconics. Um, so anyway, that's that's why I wanted to get into it is is just really to help guys bring value and and make it real, you know, transparent, no skewed, nothing skewed by sponsorship dollars or free gear or anything like that. So that that was the point of the channel. Yeah, I dig that, man. There's for guys like us, you you know, you if you're watching TV, you see this guy. He's doing it. He's doing it. And if maybe you have only tried one camera camera brand, you're like, man, these these guys are killing deer. They the pictures look good. And then you try it, and you're like, man, that was this is worse than the stuff <laughs> I had before. You know what I mean? So, um, right. It, it's nice to have someone out there that's trying stuff. And like you said, you're unsponsored, unbiased, and you're literally trying to help the consumer say, hey, don't read this market BS. This is what I'm. You know, this is what I'm seeing. And you know maybe I'll save you a couple hundred bucks from buying the wrong product. Cause it's, I mean, for camp, for there's so many hunting companies out there. It's hard to keep <laughs> up these days. You know what I mean? So finding a solid product and then them not discontinuing what you like is hard. It's hard. Right. You know what I mean, cause you find yep. something you like a trail camera they like, and they're like, yeah, we're discontinuing that. You're like, what, what are you doing to me, man? <laughs> I ran this for five years. Don't be doing this to me. I need this security. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. It, it um, it just to me, it it's is so important. You know, deer hunting is, is such a big part of my life, and and you have limited time, right? You you have a limited time. You have a limited season. You, you you're away from your family. Um, for for guys that want to be hardcore and want to be serious about it, they they want to use the best stuff, the stuff that's going to work, and and that's. You know, I learn every day, and every day there are new products that come out. Every year you walk through the ATA show, um, and, and you see new products or new broadheads, new eras. And that whole process, to me, is what's so fascinating. Um, this year I've, I've really, really tried to get into the archery side of it. That was something that was a little lacking in my game. I mean, I, I was proficient and, and could kill deer, but I really wanted to dive into – um, you know the, the the different era setups, the FOCs, uh, the super tuning, the bear shaft tuning stuff that that I you know was lacking in in my game, and and it was a lot of fun, you know, figuring it out, actually testing, you know, all the mechanical broadheads and, and which ones failed, which ones performed, and and it, it, it it's a lot of fun, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it, I really think it's going to help us. Yeah, I think it's going to, and like you say, it would be fun, man. You. You can see all the marketing going on, but until you try it yourself, you don't know how solid it is. You know, what I mean, hopefully you can trust the people that are marketing to the brand. But like you said, a lot of time in the industry, it's just who's throwing the biggest money around to a lot of guys. So or who's just staffing for who? Yeah, you know who's what I mean? staffing like, for who? Or if you were to put a post on social media, you're gonna get everybody from that company just you know shouting them out and it's not and before i mean I they was, might believe yeah. it and it's fine but it might not be what's best for you you know and i like to do a, a whole bunch of research before i buy anything yeah i, I mean i'm not no broke doubt. by any means but i just am a tight ass is my problem <laughs> yeah. you know he is a tight ass <laughs> yeah, me too, brother I, I feel you there i, I, too. I i've got a, a rad power bike this, this they're like 1500 bucks and uh, they're, they're not a Rambo bike or a, or a Quiet Cat or anything like that, but it it gets my big ass around, around yeah. the wood. So. Yeah, whatever it takes to get the best <laughs> thing you can at the best price. I'm I'm a little less tight if I can. I just want solid stuff. If the stuff is shit, I'm it's I just won't even use it. You know, what I mean, yeah. I just don't. 
it drives me crazy. But yeah, if it's solid, I don't mind spending yeah, the money for it. Yeah. But if it's gonna be junk, yeah, I, you're like, man, this is just. You're like, well, there was eighty dollars. I made a purchase this year, and I'm like, man, I don't. <laughs> It's on the edge of like, am I gonna actually use this thing, or am I just gonna buy something else? You know what I mean? And the the marketing was there; it looked good. And then you get it in the mail, you're like, oh man, this isn't this isn't what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get that. All right. Well, uh, you also had another announcement coming out. I got to see a little sneak peek of it uh, going on. But go ahead and let let the people know about the new uh, camo line that you got coming out because that's kind of a more budget-friendly, uh, high-quality uh, camo garments. It, it is. Um, you know, I've been involved with a couple of different uh, hunting product companies um, from investment standpoint and, and then from business growth as well, but I always wanted to get into the, the apparel business. I just, I've always, I, I just, from a tree stand bow hunting whitetail perspective i've just never been happy with any of the camo patterns that, that are out there now, now granted guys kill big deer in flannel shirts and blue jeans i get that guys kill deer in the in the digital camo they kill deer in the sticks and leaves or the real tree and mossy oaks i get that there have been a ton of deer kill, and I've killed big deer and all that stuff. But again, we're talking about getting inches and trying to get the best stuff we can get. And so I, I just never liked the, the, the camo that was on the market, and I never felt like I blended. And I hunt a lot of different areas and a lot of different states. And, you know, what, work, what might work here in South Carolina, you know, might not work up in your area in Illinois, right? So it's, it, it, it's something that I was just thinking about, thinking about, thinking about. And as crazy as this story is, this is exactly how it happened. I'm walking through an oak flat last October scouting, and two giant horned owls are fighting above me at 10 o'clock in the morning. And one of them swoops down and lands in a tree about 45 yards away from me, and he vanishes. I mean, completely vanishes up against the tree. And I start walking over to him and he starts bobbing his head around and he flies to another tree and lands and he vanishes again and the light bulb goes off. I'm like, that's the most badass, quiet tree predator in the woods. I mean, it, it was just amazing the camouflage on this thing. So I actually leave the woods, drive home, call a veterinary friend of mine, and I'm like, what, what kind of eyesight do squirrels have? What kind of eyesight do rabbits have? You know, everything that an owl eats. And he goes, man, I don't know. And I said, well, <laughs> well, well find out. Find out. So he calls a biologist at the zoo, and they talk to these pH uh, professors and come to find out deer, rabbits, squirrels, those type prey animals have very, very similar eyes. They're dichromatic eyes, different, obviously, than a human's eyes, but very similar. Now, obviously, owls don't eat deer, but I said, all right, if a rabbit and a squirrel see the same as a deer and an owl is made by nature to catch those little bastards, that camouflage has got to work. So I went to work on that pattern. I got a bunch of pictures of owls and um, got with a really high-end graphic artist that had done a couple camouflage patterns in the past. And he and I worked tirelessly on this and worked on the shadows and the depth. And, man, when I got the first sample in, I ran out and wrapped it around an oak tree. And then I got the other premium brands and wrapped their shirts around that oak tree. And I looked at it and 
it blew me away. And then I took it to a pine and then I took it to a cedar and then I put, sent it all over the different areas, you know, Kentucky, Kansas. And it, it just, man, it, it doesn't matter where you are. It blends into the tree and us as, as bow hunters that hunt out of tree stands, it is going to help us hide better. So I knew I had the camo pattern just absolutely nailed. The next phase was getting super high-end gear, getting the clothing, the fabrics. And um, I was very fortunate, a guy that, that was one of the founders of the Hook and Nomad line. I don't know if you guys have heard of, of the Hook fishing line um, and the Nomad uh, apparel line. Have y'all heard of that? Yeah. Nomad, yeah. yeah. Not Hook, okay. though, but Nomad, yeah. He, um, he, he's got plants, and that's what he did is he sourced fabrics all over the world and had um, manufacturing facilities. So we went to work and, you know, went through the line. I wanted an early season pant, an early season top, a mid-season grid fleece hoodie, a mid-season vest, and then a, a really heavy jacket and a really heavy set of bibs for the first year was hats and gloves. And so we, we worked like crazy um, to get, get it all put together. And fr from a from a business model standpoint, and I wanted to go customer direct so that it could save guys some money. You know, if you're, if you're buying something off the shelf in a Bass Pro or a Cabela's, you're paying an extra 30, 40% for that. And if you go straight to the consumer with the product, you know, you're able to save the guys 30, 40% off of a premium brand. So, so that was the model we wanted to do. And I think it fits right in with what we're doing you know, in the industry now with, with the no BS, no sponsors giving you the real deal. And, and so if we can save guys some money on their hunting clothes and, and help them kill more deer, that, that's what we're all about. Owls are a super badass. Like, yeah, you don't are, see yeah. owls very often. Like, you hear them and you're looking around like, oh, you're like, <laughs> oh, and then you, it's like, you don't see them. So you're like, oh, shit, there's an owl. You know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah. and they are super bad. They're just super cool animals. You know what I mean? And, no, unbelievable and then direct to consumer super super smart man i was gonna say it just seems like every almost daily there's a new company or an, another company just going right to consumer yeah you know, that's the way to just do cutting it. the bottom online out and, so so prevalent yeah, everybody knows how to order i say that's what everybody's doing now so yeah. why not i don't go to bass pro i have no. been to bass pro in months you know what i mean <laughs> no, and it used to be like oh i love going to bass pro i walk around look at everything did you say that just because covid no yeah no. <laughs> how long has it been open i don't even know that's how long i don't even know if it was closed or open i don't know <laughs> i've yeah. been there forever you know what i mean if the only time i go there if there's like i want to look at a tree stand maybe you know what i mean i like, like a screaming deal on arrows or something yeah, you know? i like to see a tree stand built so i can kind of look at it before it's hard to see what they are in a box man but uh no but yeah. yeah i'm 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 excited to see the brand come out and yeah. uh good good call on the bibs too man bibs, bibs are, are the way to go bibs are so sure. stat in the winter there's just something about yeah. that chest covering holds yeah. your warp my, so much better my south carolina ass freezes when i get up there in y'all's <laughs> so i gotta i gotta have something warm <laughs> hey we freeze our asses off here too yeah <laughs> it's just cold up here man i don't yeah. you, you might be more tolerant than me because i'm i get cold as hell man dude you know, yeah we had two hunts last year oh. absolutely froze one was November 11th, and the other one was like December 13th or 12th or something. November, Absolutely yeah. froze our November 11th, off. snow on the ground, heavy snow. We're all wet, 
Wind's oh. blowing. Two does come in. I'm like, all right, this is the moment. This is the moment. <laughs> oh, it, something's running through the woods. We're like, oh, yeah. It's yep. right here, 25 yards, six-pointer. I'm like, oh, man. I've got that six-pointer on cam 28 times. <laughs> it is my favorite raw clip from last year. <laughs> I'm like, get ready, get ready. Six-pointer. The look uh, of disgrace on my face yeah. is probably awesome. I'm like, ah. Cody's just like, damn it. <laughs> just right on cam. It is hilarious. Uh, got your bow off the tree. Oh, You're yeah. Ready to roll. I was full ready. I was probably probably have my release on the, the like I, I just seen the deer running through the woods i don't know what it was yet but cody was just so damn ready it like got me jacked up <laughs> running the camera i'm like holy shit it's about to happen yeah. i was like oh this is it man they're going out they're chasing these does we're, we're in the spot yeah six pointer that's awesome that's really cool yeah but that that's that's normally how all our hikes go. <laughs> Just really high for about thirty seconds yeah, and then straight like, to the oh, shitter. Eighty inch eight pointer, sweet. <laughs> if you want to kill a ninety inch eight pointer in Illinois, I'm your man. I got that <laughs> <Yep>. on lockdown. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> we. I, I can return the favor maybe down here. <laughs> uh, I can get you in a wood lot with about forty-five Walker hounds running deer every different direction. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I want to go to South. Any, if anybody listened to South Carolina, props to you guys for killing anything down there. He was telling us the laws and um, regulations, and man, you guys got it tough down there. So it it it, it is tough. Um, you know, I yeah. Before we before we got going here, we were talking, and our rifle season comes in August fifteenth. Um, you can shoot five bucks. The rifle season runs until January 1st. And in still parts of South Carolina, you can run deer with dogs, believe it or not. They turn hounds out to chase the deer. And so it makes for a uh, interesting bow season or for guys that, that want to try and bow hunt. But um, we still kill a few, you know, and it's a lot of fun. These swamp bucks, you know, you kill a 120, 130 four-year-old five-year-old here in the swamps of south carolina it's fun to hunt them um it, it is you know I, i've hunted a lot of stuff a lot, all over and, and these deer are probably one of the most challenging animals to to, to hunt and and you know with a bow that there is it, it, they're tough but it is a lot of fun and i love it it's where i grew up so it's it's part of what we do yeah i couldn't imagine having a gun season that long in illinois Oh, you'd be you'd be happy as hell. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell you this: I would, quarter, I would double. Would have gotten blasted. Yeah, I would double buck every year. I guarantee that. If there is, yeah. if I could have had a gun, there'd be there'd be room to sit in the studio. There'd no, be so yeah, many be bucks. <laughs> Same for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many times we got a video, 60, 70 yards, just a giant. Oh, You're yeah. like, got to step that's, up. That's that's like my bow hunting career is just about the 70 75 yard yeah. mark just right and that's there. that's where that's ah. like we always say like that's when you're like you can get close to them but you can't kill them and that's mm -hmm. the stage we're at now where every year we're right on the edge but we just we need to get those final details to seal the deal so yeah i feel like i'll have a handful of those encounters at that 70 75 yard mark but i feel like i just got one within 30 that's my opportunity for the yeah. year with a bow and yep. like you have that one chance to get it done and if 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 you mess it up you mess it up mm -hmm. like you're probably probably done you know yeah. we keep getting better every year so this this yeah. is the year right <laughs> <laughs> we say that every year but this is it but uh yeah well, and that's it 
both guys are young, man, and, and, and y'all are hunting hard and getting after it, and, and you know, that, that's what it takes. I mean, if, if you're getting within 70 yards of, of big deer every year, I mean, you, you, you're there. You're there. It's just picking the right tree. I mean, that, that's that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, that's that's what we... I say, and that's something that we've really talked about, too, is yeah. finding the perfect tree finding in the, the tree. perfect area. We know the area. We just got to figure out the trees, and then um, last year we did the thing where we ran cams all year and didn't touch them at all. Um, yep. a lot of them. And that's like a game changer for this year. We got so many plans of what we're going to do and all the Intel from what the bucks did, like moving two miles and we got them on cam over here and like, well, that's why they, we were hunting over here and they weren't there. They were, you know, so yep. we got a lot more stuff to go off of and that just listen to this podcast and this guy's like, well, run cams all year. Then, you know, I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. Just leave <laughs> yep. them out there. You know what I mean? And intel man intel that the, the trail camera revolutionized things for for us i mean truly uh, i mean it, it just as much intel as you can get i mean you know it, not not to get crazy off subject but you know you look at the navy seals or or the special forces when they go in after somebody these guys don't make a move at all until they have the intel and know exactly what they're getting into and you can transfer that over to whitetail i mean it, you know, it's, it's not exactly the same, but for me, gathering as much intel as you can um, using cameras or, or, you know, from observation spots before you move in for the kill, that, that, that's the key. That, that is absolutely the key. Yeah, that's what we're learning. Try to get as much intel, even if it's not from the same year. You know, uh, one thing we say a lot on here is that there's nice bucks in that area. They're in there for a reason. There'd be nice bucks in there again if you can learn how to hunt that that area but what i do need is i need homie our drone just put hook up some like thermal stuff on there <laughs> <laughs> and go in there now like, we're talking. all right now there's talking. a little heat over yeah, here yeah <laughs> we'll do it coon just, every time yeah just a coon in a tree every time <laughs> no but um last year i had two hunts that i went on and it was because of previous data based off of trail camera data from the previous two years and uh just wasn't so reluctant that history didn't repeat itself three times but just the mindset of going into that hunt was a lot different than it is just going into like just going hunting you know um yep. because you feel like you really got a chance to get it done and you got a reason and a purpose to be there but really you need to approach every hunt like that and take all the circumstances the weather if you want to go off the moon or you know off your trail cameras you got to take all that into account and approach every hunt as and where you pick to sit is your best kill, chance you know I mean? to get it done yeah confidence man if you've got confidence in your set it's gonna it's gonna make you stay longer it's gonna make you more focused um every little every little bit of that it's, it, it tips the scales when, when you're kind of second guessing things, you know, you get a little bit cold, you get out of there 30 minutes before you should have, um, you know, confidence, the, the mental part of hunting is a huge part of it. But, you know, you touched on something earlier that, that is absolutely right. If you kill a big deer, if you figure one out in an area, whether it's a giant farm or a small woodlot or a little teeny public place, whatever it is, if you kill a four and a half, five and a half year old buck in a spot, there is a reason he was there. He was there for a reason. He felt safe. He felt comfortable traveling through there in daylight, whatever it may be. 
and it, it, it it's common sense, right? I mean, he was there for a reason, and you killed him there. So what do you do? You look for areas like that, or you go back there during the same time. And a lot of times, a, the next, the the three the previous three year old is four years old, or four year old is five year old. He's moved into that area. And as long as you can keep the human interference and keep things the same, there's a real good chance when you kill a big one in a spot, there'll be a, a big one in there in the future with, with all things being the same. Um, I had a, yeah, I mean, you know, I had a spot in Illinois that, that anybody that likes to whitetail hunt could have. It was a little teeny place, and I, I killed three slammers back to back to back and, and would could still be doing it today if I still had access to that property. It was a slam dunk no-brainer, teeny little piece that you, you paid just a little teeny bit to have it, but it was just perfect, and, and you can find those places. They're out there. I've been there. I had a little teeny fire piece once. <laughs> I killed yeah. uh, back to back to back to back. Phil killed four um, from 129 to 193 off 21 acres. <laughs> Three with a bow and one with a gun. Three with a bow and the big one with a gun, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just one, like just one of those pieces, man. You and then two years, it was exact same. Third year, it switched up a little bit. Fourth year, light switch because people knew I was killing deer there, so they kept getting closer. Yeah, closer, <laughs> closer. That's it. That's it. No doubt. No, no question about it. So the, the human interference. Don, Don Higgins talks about human. I think he calls it human intrusion. But it, it's 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 amazing. I mean, I've I've got a buddy right now. This. Um, He's got a, a big farm down here, big family farm in South Carolina, and uh, he's he's been quarantined for, for COVID. And um, I went down and ha- hung out with him because I'm way too tough to catch COVID. So, uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. so uh, he and I were riding around his farm, and the first day we rode into his duck pond. He's got one of these duck impoundments, and there were probably seven or ten pretty nice bucks for South Carolina in there. And by day four – we rode back in there. They were all gone. They were coming out in the evenings to eat the uh, sorghum and, and the millet that was planted in there. And they hadn't been disturbed all summer. And so they were out there at like 7 in the afternoon. We drove in there, ran them out. And by day four, there was not a single deer in that field. You have to leave them alone. They do, you can't let them know that you're hunting them. Um, that, that is human intrusion or human interference, whatever you want to call it, is the number one thing to screw you up. Yeah, that's one thing we try to do the best on our private is we just try to space it out, man. That's why we picked up all this public ground. Mm -hmm. People were like, why are you hunting public? I'm like, well, for one, most of our biggest deer are on public for some reason. (laughs) And for two, our private pieces aren't big enough. If you walk into, we call one Booner Town, if you walk in there and go halfway in, the whole property's been affected. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not big enough to... To hold now, our other property is much bigger that we got this year, so you could you could hunt the north draw and you wouldn't affect any of the other stuff. You know what I mean? So that's one you could probably hunt for three four days straight and bounce some stands. But we we see it every year. We start hunting. We won't hunt all October on Boonertown. We go in there four or five times. Deer just leave. Yep, they just leave. Yep. you got to get it done in the first first ten hunts on that place, or you're done. 
you, yep. it's just over. So and like no. we'll be getting excited, you know, because we'll have deer getting really close to daylight or something, you know, on some scrapes or you know on cam. We'll pull, we'll go in there and pull cams, and we'll have deer getting close. So we start sending out some pics, you know, and everybody's like, "Why aren't you in there?" You know, trying to get them, you know, cold front this and that, and it's like. It's just not right. Like, it has to be perfect there in order for it to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that we've learned. And we, we've really um, been disciplined to, to stay off of it in October because it's just, unless everything is absolutely perfect, which it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's it, man. And, and if, a lot of, if a lot more guys knew that and, 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 and followed that principle, they, they'd be a lot more successful. I think that's the, the number one mistake guys make. And, and the number one mistake I used to make was, was over hunting stuff because I'm so excited. I want to go so bad, but, but sometimes you just have to stay out. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. Sometimes you just, it, the, a lot of people say you either got to risk it all or, or stay out. <laughs> yeah. There's like no in no between. No in between. And uh, that's where we play the fence a lot is we play the in-between game. We're setting those like 20% chances where we're 100% safe, but there's a 20% chance a shooter can yep. come by. You know what I mean? And it's because we want to hunt. You know, if we got a day to hunt, we're weekend warriors. We take two weeks off straight in the rut. And other yep. than that, we get is it next year we get three weeks? Uh, or a year after? We almost after. got three weeks, which is going to be <laughs> epic. But, yes. Uh, there's gonna be some stuff that hits the ground. Yeah. God, the, I there hope There might so. be another state in three weeks. You'd think, <laughs> my gosh, but uh, but uh, anyways, you know, we're weekend warriors all the way through October. But we're every every chance we can get, you know. And then sometimes you can sneak out. This year, we should be able to get a lot of hunts in after work. Yeah. <laughs> so not a lot yeah. of overtime because all this COVID stuff going on. So right. um, we're able to get out a little early and and I don't know is Illinois doing daylight savings time i haven't heard a, anything about that there was some myth that illinois wasn't going to do daylight savings time and if that would be the case we'd be primo <laughs> for, you know what i mean for a while. You would be, those afternoon hunts would be awesome yeah when you when that daylight saving times hit you're you're done hunting kills afternoons you. You, you kills you. so but all right man well we got a little bit more time with you you've uh you've hunted multiple states and all over the place um I would like to talk about your three bucks on one property. I knew that I know that there's some some strategy there to kill them year after year after year. You know, giants like that, and then let alone all the other giants that you've killed. Uh, but if you could tell, you know, a new hunter maybe five things that could make him more successful overall, or even an experienced hunter, you know, what what would those be? Five things. Um, okay. Well, let, let's just start. I think you got to be really proficient with your gear and have a really good setup as, as far as archery is concerned. Um, don't skimp on that stuff and make sure you're ultra proficient with your bow. Um, that, that would be kind of number one. And, and maybe that's, uh, you know, common knowledge, but, but man, I, I hear a lot of guys say, well, I'm just not a good shot. You know, I'm, I'm good out to 20. Well, no, you, you need to make sure you're a great shot and you need to make sure your setup's right. You need to make sure things are tuned um, and, and that you've got a really good broadhead and everything works well. So that, that would be number one. Um, I think number two is you need to buy some Osseo gear camo because that's definitely going to help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, I think another thing is, is, and, and let's, let, 
instead of, you know, a, a, a guy that, you know, just wants to go out and have fun, I'm going to look at this as a guy that's really serious about it. I think you, you've, you've got to do, you've got to start getting the intel and keeping the data from, from when your season starts until when it ends, you've got to keep wind direction. You've got to, you've got to keep barometric pressure. You've got to keep the moon position. I'm not, not big on the moon, um, the moon phase, but the position of the moon is, is big. That deer hunters moon guide, um, is, is a great tool to, to, to use. Um, so you, you keep the data, uh, because then when you pull your trail cameras and you find that big deer, you're able to look back and see, you know, how he was moving, when he was moving, um, and, and what he felt comfortable with. Uh, number three, um, you guys touched on this earlier, get as many trail cameras as you can get, leave them out. They're, they don't do you any good sitting in your truck or sitting in your hunting room or in your house get them out there, have them running. Um, that, that would be number three, because then you can gather as much Intel as you can. Number four, um, is, is get off your butt and get new places to hunt. You've got the, nobody can have enough places to hunt. I, I used to drive to Illinois in the summer and try and find new spots to hunt in the summer. I would drive all the way out there and, and stay in a little flea bag hotel and just ride around knock on doors, meet farmers and diners. You've got to work hard at, at finding places to hunt and don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to save some money, you know, have, have a hunting kitty so you can get you a little lease. But, but that would be a number four is get as many places to hunt as you can get. You guys hunt some public, you know, down here in South Carolina, there's not a lot of opportunity for that. Um, you know, I, I have hunted public in Illinois, but, but again, a guy that wants to be successful, you need as many places as you possibly can to hunt. And then number five, always think about things when you when you've got all that dialed in. Think about it from the deer's point of view. What 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 is what is he doing? What does he need? What is he trying? What is he trying to accomplish? When you set your stand up or you set your spot, why are you doing that? Are you and and make that determination? Don't just walk into the woods and throw your stand up because there's an oak tree sitting there. What what are you doing? Where is the deer coming from? Where is he going? Why is he doing that? When do I think he's going to do it? Formulate that plan, and if it doesn't work, that's okay. You've learned something, and then you can change. But every time you go into the woods, go with a purpose, have a plan for what you think that deer is going to do. And then execute that plan. And if it doesn't work, tweak it, make another plan. And that's how you learn. And then eventually it'll all come together and, and, and your plans will start working and you'll start knocking some big ones down. So those are the five things. I, I hope that's, that's helpful. Man, that was super solid. That was like right off the rip. I was like, I'm just throwing this guy, throwing, throwing him right to the wolves. But you crushed it, man. That's that. A lot of that says, you know, a lot of it seems like, is stuff that you should do, but like just like me and homie thinking, we run a lot of cams, but we're not really good at keeping the data. You know, what I mean, we get a buck on cam, we're like, okay, he was here this day, but I couldn't tell you right off the rip wind direction, um, you know, what the moon phase was, and then you know, like you said, okay, he's on the cam. This is something we do do good about. He's on the cam. Why is he on the cam? I think a lot of yeah. people just get a picture. They're like, oh, here's a giant buck. But you got to think, okay. Why is he, why is he there? There's, you know, and a lot of times there's no good reason at all, but 
and and it it's stuff like it's stuff that you need to hold in your mind because I I must be weird. I think about it all the time. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. we got this buck on cam. About- it's like Tuesday in March. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm like, why is that deer there? You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. just the other day, I called homie. I said, what do you think about this? What do you think if the bucks are doing this? And homie's like, yeah, yeah, they very well could be doing that. And it's just you just keep rolling it in your mind. You think about the property you're like, and then you're looking at the maps. I'm like. Them, them jokers are doing this right here. Yeah. Probably 98% yep. wrong, but there's a 2% <laughs> chance we're going to go in there and crush. And I'm going to be like, yep, knew it the whole time. Knew it, knew <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, knew it the whole time. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, talking about this, you know, fires me up still. I mean, I've been doing it forever, but this conversation fires me up. I, I want to get my log out and, and make sure I got everything dialed oh, in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's part of that process. And that's, that's the whole thing. You know, you, you hear these, these, you know, guys talk about the process in, in other sports and football, and, and you, you got to love the process. And we do. Well, I, I think you guys do, and I do, and that's all part of it. And, and again, it's, it's those little things that, that are going to set you apart or, or, or help you be more successful. Um, you know, and you got to do them. You, you, you know, you got to trim that one extra limb, you got to hang that one extra stand, you got to knock on that one other door. Um, but man, that's how you, I mean, you guys know this, that's how you get better at anything. You know, if you, if you're a weightlifter and you do one more rep or, or, you know, I'm throwing random stuff out here, but you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If you work hard at it and you think about it and you're smart about it and and you, and you get after it and it's it's really part of your life, you, you can be good at it. Yeah. One thing I want to go back to on your, uh, five things of, um, what getting getting it done or five things for to to be a good hunter? Okay. Be a, yeah, pr- yeah. Proficient. It's, it's just number one. You know, be good with your gear. Um, I think more people are shooting their bow their bow uh, more often earlier in the year, or you know, continuing to shoot through the season. And um, one thing that I noticed here is just just on down in your list, you had pick up property. Uh, run an ass load of cams, which we're doing both of them, and we did pick up a new piece of property this year. Thanks to Cody and um we were setting up a new set on it a new double set cameraman hunter stand and I know the gear's different but the process is the same of setting up you know putting sticks up hanging two stands and when we do it while we're hunting on public I know we have better gear lighter gear easier but we were on the ground and then we're 18 feet in the air in eight minutes with while hunting last year oh but that is wrong. Um, while we're hanging the new set on the new property, dude, it was like 35 minutes. Like, yeah. you're just out of practice, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you need to practice that shit and stay on top of it, you know? And it's just, it can be the difference of you getting it done and you being ready five minutes earlier when that buck steps out that you have no idea is bedded 80 yards away. Yeah. And, you know, the other hunter on the other property bumped him out, and he, now he's showing up, and it's 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, we're hanging a stand in July. You know, we ain't we haven't hung anything since, you know, December. Yeah, you know? right. And you, it's the same process. Like you said, we got lighter gear that we're packing in and, and hanging, you know, wherever. But, you know, it's not that much heavier, and you're like, you're trying to get the ratchets to work, <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to get the stick on the tree right, and you're like, in November... I'm just up this thing, you know, no big deal. You know what I mean? It's but perishable. Yeah, that skill is perishable. Yeah, it yeah. is. You got to, uh, the way you move in the tree and then 
the way like we got a system when we prep like i prep the stuff hand it whoever's on the grounds prepping for the other guy and i wasn't prep prepping real good out there yeah, the second stick up and that yeah, was I had the second stick up, you know what i mean and it it's because i was like in on out there you're in a hurry you know what i mean like oh, yeah. just get up as quick as we can you right. know because we're always late no matter what we do <laughs> <laughs> we homie needs an extra 10 minutes at the truck yes an extra 10 minutes of dark at the truck he's just not a ripper in the morning well my problem is i'm i've never had property close to me i've always had to drive you know 45 minutes to an hour so i don't want to wear all my stuff in the truck because then i'll be sweating and then you're gone at 8:30 uh, in the morning i yeah. mean you're gone yeah so, I'm like yeah. standing on the trail, like, dude, this guy's never coming. I, I might as well. <laughs> I show up to Cody's house. He's always hunting full buddies, camo. Man, yeah. The best <laughs> oh yeah, we're savage to each other <laughs> all year. <laughs> all right, let's ask Cody about how his hands were during turkey season because this guy was getting hammered. Yeah, hammered. <laughs> during turkey season, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, it was. There was snow on the ground. There was three inches season. of snow. <laughs> it was freezing out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's that's the best thing about hunting together. And people ask us all the time why we hunt together. Man, it's just it's just too much fun not to hunt the same tree and film and do the thing. No, it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot. I would say I can't imagine, you know, going hunting and not I mean, I've done it, but it's just not the same. Like yeah. when I was on that second week of vacation last yeah, year, it's just, that had to be brutal. By uh, yeah, it's just brutal shit, just sitting there all day. Yeah, you know, it's, no one calling you out for stuff you're doing. Yeah, it's all like, day. like really, did you just drop that water bottle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did, bro. Yeah. I mean, we... So, all right, man. Well, we we uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, this has been awesome. We covered you know a lot of good stuff you got going on, and uh, props to you for for stepping away from the industry and doing your own thing. I know that took some guts and you had a really solid thing going and uh you're finally like all right it's time to to do the right thing for the viewers and the consumers and uh like i said i'm gonna be checking out this camo brand we uh we're in the market for for some different camo mm-hmm. we're and uh this is we were partnering with the company and we left that and we're just in the the stage of trying a bunch of stuff to see what we like kind of like you are you know what i mean and yeah. uh We've ran a couple different gears. We like a couple of them, um, but uh, we haven't picked a a solid one yet. So um, I'll be checking cool. checking it out when it comes out. And uh, like I said, yeah. appreciate you coming um, on. Yeah, it'll be on our on, on the website. It'll be you know e-commerce or, or direct to consumer. It's, it's ICO Gear A S I O G E A R dot com. ICO Gear dot com. And um, we we are fired up about this launch. We cannot wait to get it there for guys to see it. Yeah, nice. It's always cool when a new company launches. Like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of companies out there, but it's if you can get a solid one that that you're like, okay, this gear is good. You know what I mean? And it sounds like you got some quality gear, and that's what guys like us need. Like I said, we don't. A lot of guys don't mind spending the price if it's good stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then yeah. there's the level of like, man, that price is too much. You know what I mean? There's yeah. got there's a stage. So, but uh. All right, man. Well, this has been an awesome episode. I appreciate coming on. No, thank you all so much. I appreciate it. And uh, let's definitely keep in touch throughout the season and, and, and knock some big ones down. That right there is what we call a solid podcast. Yeah. I mean, that was fun. We got to get in there, cut Tons up a little bit, um, talk some deer hunting. Um, you can tell this guy knows what he's doing. He's got it going on. And uh, just he's a good good talker. And uh, I feel like you could te- you could learn a lot from this, you know. You yeah. should have a podcast, I feel like. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, um, 
I really, really going to enjoy his YouTube. A guy that was in the industry, um, you know, had it made, was doing the thing, mm-hmm. living off hunting, yep. and uh, said, I'm done. I'm backing out, and uh, I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to test product and not be sponsored and not take the money to use this brand or whatever. That's that's honorable right there, man, because yeah. we know a lot of a lot of hunting groups that, you know, shoot shoot one animal with one thing and switch the <laughs> switch the arrows to a different arrow and you know i mean it's 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 a bad thing about the hunting tv industry you, you, you can't could, trust about half the shit that's on there i would say it's very easy to manipulate whatever you need to manipulate you know all right well you guys know no you guys know what to do by by this time you know? <laughs> always do the right thing try to leave a legacy and white tail legacy is out